Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Everybody, it is Bob Stoffer live indeed at Rogers Place, game five. The Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings, the Oilers taking care of business, albeit undoubtedly for many of you on Sunday night and those of us in the building as well. Well, let's face it, after it was 3 0 after the first period for the LA Kings, I found out who uh, who's a bit of a wagoneer, who's a bandwagon jumper. And who stayed true to the blue and orange? Uh, the Edmonton Oilers rallied from a 3-0 first period deficit. They scored three goals in the second period. Fell behind four thirds, scored in the final four minutes. Zach Hyman scored the GWG and OT in the series is tied 2-2. Why would we think it would be any other way? This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. So here's the thing. 95 to 98% of you that listen to the show, you know the game. You love the game. There might be a couple percent that, you know, and we're all allowed to have different opinions. But I think everybody knew it was going to be tough against L.A. There were three playoff series this year that featured teams separated by five points or less. New Jersey, New York Rangers. Dallas and the Minnesota Wild. And the Edmonton Oilers and the L.A. Kings. All three of those series sit at 2-2. You can make an argument Edmonton should have won both games in Edmonton. You can also make an argument if you're a Kings partisan, they should have won both games in Los Angeles. Okay? The Tampa Bay Lightning finished 13th overall this year in the league. They were 18th in the second half of the season. The Winnipeg Jets had a good first half. They were 22nd in the league in the second half of the year. Both the Lightning and the Jets have Vezina Trophy caliber goaltenders. That's how bad their teams were in the second half of the year. They weren't that good. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised that Toronto is up 3-1 on Tampa because they weren't that good in the second half of the year. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised. I know Winnipeg's had some injury issues, obviously losing Josh Morrissey and last night Mark Scheifele. But even with those guys going, they weren't that good of a team in the back half of the season. Los Angeles was amongst the best teams in the league until the final 10 games of the season when they had the injury bug. They went 5-5. Five and five. They were still top 10 in the league in the second half of the season, despite a 5-5 five and five close. My guess is the majority of you listening right now believe this was going to be a tough series, and it has. A strong argument can be made. This is the closest series there's been. Three overtime games. Game five tonight. Coming up, three-hour show. On today's show for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Reminding you that opening day at Century Mile Racetrack is Saturday, May the 6th. You'll be able to wager on the Kentucky Derby. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Frank Saravalli today. 
at 1235. We're going to hear from you with calls and texts at 105 today. On the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Cree bringing the heat this summer with Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival takes place July 8th. It's an all-country evening with the likes of Billy Currington, Gary Allen, Mackenzie Porter, and more. Get your tickets at rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. It's 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfivefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers. Now you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper. Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad Studios. At Brennan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story, it's game five for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Bobby and Steve will take care of you. One of the storylines tonight as we go to protect the net. Many of you heard Hugh Porter for years involved with Digitex. Well, he's on board now with Solve Cyber Security. Protect the Net brought to you by Solve Cyber Security. Stay ahead of cyber threats with a team you can trust. Visit S01VE.io. Can't believe I went through it the first time without butchering it. Anyhow, Protect the Net. Stuart Skinner is going to start tonight for the Edmonton Oaks. You can tell me your thoughts on that. I look at this this simply. He is the Oilers' number one goaltender in the playoffs. Earned that right down the stretch. He is going to get the call. We'll attempt to do a game day lineup report a little bit later on. But we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. It brings you women's workwear. A women's-only workwear store opening so soon. Just four doors down from direct workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. Speaking of the decision to start Stuart Skinner, Jay Woodcroft had these comments on the decision of which goalie to start tonight. I start with the basis of, of understanding that uh, we got two really good goaltenders, and that's a luxury for a head coach to have, and in the end, it's the head coach's decision. And uh, Woodcroft added some additional perspective on the decision to start Stuart Skinner. Yeah, um, you know, Stewart's been our, our starting goaltender here the second half of the year. He's played great, and we expect a great game out of him today. Stewart Skinner had these comments on bouncing back from a rough game four. You know, it gives us a, a, a chance to, to be at 2-2 and gives us a chance to, you know, hopefully do something tonight. And uh, I'm excited to get back in there. Uh, I missed, uh, you know, I, I missed stopping the pucks in the, those two periods, or I guess three periods, I guess you could say. And uh, I'm excited to get back in there. And uh, Skinner also commented on Jack Campbell stepping up with a solid performance in relief. He made some huge saves. I remember a big save uh, that I remember is that made a huge, huge uh, breakaway save. Uh, and then after that, we ended up scoring. Then we went into overtime. We ended up winning the game. So uh, you could say that that stop won us the game. Um, huge, huge that he was able to go in there. I mean, he went in there cold. And, you know, I, I apologize to Jack for uh, for doing that to him. I mean, it, it's always, uh, you know, it's, you never get put in a great spot when you go in cold. So he did a great job. Skinner also added some additional perspective when he was asked about learning anything from watching on the bench. 
Not the first period. I was a little pissed off in the first period. Um, after that, I was, you know, I was able to calm down and kind of just watch. And uh, when I when I when I was watching, it was just nice to see what Jack was doing. I kind of wanted to. Every time I watched Jack in the net, I kind of see his tendencies and what he likes to do. And he was just so calm in there, uh, so aware of the plays going on. So uh, I'm gonna take that in and hopefully do the same thing he did. And uh, Skinner also spoke about the importance of having the support of a good backup. I think it's I think it's great. I think I mean it's huge to have two goalies uh, that are able to play. Um, I think it's big and just the way that we came back after being down three nothing and you know we weren't worried. We were we were fine. We felt good and we came out and we did everything we could to you know everything we could possible to win the game and I think that gives a lot of confidence in this group. So it'll be Stuart Skinner going tonight. Uh, Vincent Dernay had a tough game in Los Angeles as well. Frankly, he's had a tough series. It's almost has always been targeted. I mean. Um, there's been some ticky-tack calls. He's a guy that plays the game on an edge, and he's had a couple ticky-tack calls go against him. Jay Woodcroft had these comments on DeHarnay. You know, Vincent's been a heck of a player here for us uh, down the run or down the stretch run and into the playoffs. And, you know, he uh, on the back end provides size. He provides great penalty killing. And, um, you know, I think he's being a little hard on himself. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Nick Bukestad's been an excellent addition to Oilers. He's at 61.3% in the face-off circle in the series, 38-24. He's playing 14-25 per game. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers' acquisition. Nick Bukestad came to the Oilers as advertised, ultra-professional, uh, someone who can play center of the wing. He's six foot six, wins a lot of face-offs, plays on the penalty kill, can play on the power play. He's been a good hockey player for us. Very good addition and a credit to our people that went out and found him. And the Oilers had uh, some tough moments in the game against L.A. That's again, Kings were better in the first. Edmonton dominated play in the second. It was an even third. Edmonton got the goal in OT in game four. We're tied 2-2. One guy who had an impressive couple games in L.A. was Brett Kulak. Here's Jay Woodcroft. Uh, I mean, well, he's money in the bank when you know uh, what you're going to get out of Brett every single day. Uh, he's uh, all effort. He's very professional in how he is. Uh, he brings his approach to the rink every day, and he's an unbelievable skater, makes us fast on the back end, gets in a lot of shot, shot lanes, and uh, he's been a real good hockey player for us here this series. Meanwhile, Kulak had these comments on the Edmonton Oilers building from a big Game 4 victory. Last win was obviously huge for us, and it's nice to carry over that energy and, and momentum coming in back home tonight. And uh, we're looking forward to it. We know kind of got a bit of a wake-up call in the first period last game. Uh, I think what it's going to take, what it's going to take to beat these guys, the work ethic, every shift. And, and uh, yeah, we're excited for tonight. And uh, Kulak also added some additional perspective on how you make home ice advantage here at Rogers Place in Packville tonight. All the games could go either way, you know. We, it's it's been a very tight series, and uh, I think you know we're excited to come back and see our fans again. We we love them here, and they help us a ton, and they give us that extra boost and, and the extra energy we need. So we're excited to get back on home ice. There you have it. It is 12:18 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. We're going to weave in some texts on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. I'm going to have a couple more stats for you. There's some real impressive numbers uh, from a couple of the Oilers skill players. Um, and uh, we'll have NHL today for elite promotional marketing and also get to 
the game day lineup report as well for McGuire Financial. You're listening to Oilers Now, Game 5, Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings tonight at 7.50. in Edmonton. Uh, somebody pointed out to me uh, during the game that there were a couple guys commenting that the LA Kings skill players had outplayed Edmonton. This was always going to be a close series. A series where one bounce either way or a call either way. If you're an Oilers partisan, you probably didn't like a couple of calls in the series in the first three games. And if you're a Kings fan, maybe you thought they got a tough call against them in game four. Uh, skill players, though, I mean, since the start of the 2018-19 season, the two highest scoring players in the NHL, and it's not close, are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like, it's not even... You know, McDavid's averaging 1.65 points per game. Drysaddle's averaging 1.46. That's in the regular season. In the playoffs, amongst players that have been played over 40 games in their NHL playoff career, Leon Drysaddle is second all-time to Wayne Gretzky. He's ahead of the pace through the first 40 games uh, that Mario Lemieux had hit in his playoff career. It's crazy. You know, it's right in front of you watching it on a nightly basis. You would have to be, you know, completely off your kilter not to recognize what we're seeing. The Oilers have scored 14 goals in this series. Leon Dreisettle has been on the ice for all 14 goals. Edmonton's power play is 6 for 11. The LA Kings are lucky the power plays aren't 16-16 for both teams because they might not be sitting at 2-2. Now, that said, LA has a real good team. They're well coached. They've got good structure. They got a way better goalie this year. They have uh, Drew Doughty on defense. They're deeper up front. It was always going to be a close series. And I'll take it one step further. Next year, next year, these two teams are both, both going to be 105 to 112-point teams next season. They're good teams. Let's let her go. Let's see what happens here. It's going to be really intriguing. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, but we're going to go into NHL today. It is presented by our friends. Oh, yes, indeed. Our friends. Where did it go? There it is. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. 7.30 puck drop tonight in Game 5 between Edmonton and Los Angeles. Live from Rogers Place. Face-off show following the 5.30 news here on Chad. Elsewhere, Carolina can win their series with the Islanders. They're up 3-1 at home tonight. Dallas and Minnesota tied 2-2. That series shifting back to Dallas. And Kale McCarr has a hearing with the Department of Player Safety for his hit on Jared McCann last night. We We got an update on that one. He has been suspended for a game. Yeah, all right. Uh, Otherwise, I saw that uh, Calvin Pickard got the call up for the Oilers. That would be the only other note. Uh, Yeah, uh, you may see some more players at some point get recalled, but the Oilers do a little bit of a flip. Uh, we'll have Bakersfield head coach Colin Chalk coming up a little bit later on. Bob Stoffer with you, 1225 in Edmonton. Um, Dan says, Bob, I'll let you punch my brother for a ticket. Um, well, I'm sort of, uh, you know, it happens. Uh, this text comes in from Riley on Hockey. 
the fa- it is time for the Oilers fan base to eat crow. Many of you listening to the show right now begged Ken Holland to trade Evan Bouchard, who has shown himself to be a cornerstone of this team moving forward. If that's you, you need to change the way you evaluate rookies and maybe the game of hockey in general. It would have been Jeff Petrie 2.0. You're a real one, Bob, for having Evan Bouchard's back. That one comes to us from Riley on hockey. Well, Riley, I haven't always been right. I'm actually going to tell you right now, Evan Bouchard has a way higher ceiling than Jeff Petrie. They're different players. I mean, Jeff was an elite athlete that could really skate. Um, Evan Bouchard can make plays that not a lot of guys can make. And the numbers speak for themselves. And I know I put them out there, uh, you know, yesterday just in terms of how well. I mean, he went into last night's action leading all defensemen in scoring. That's, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, over the, since the Oilers made the trade to get Matias home, Evan Bouchard has seven goals, 26 points, and 25 games in his plus 13. The power play did not drop off with Evan Bouchard. It actually got better, which is what some of us thought. Like, you know what? The development of players isn't in a straight upward trajectory. Uh, this is not a victory lap. I've been wrong before, but on Bouchard, I will tell you that uh, we have, during the pandemic year, We had Zoom calls with the Oilers' coaches on game days, and I thought Bouchard should have been playing there. And I certainly thought Bouchard had a fire. And why wouldn't I think he had a higher ceiling than the likes of Caleb Jones and and Ethan Bear? Jones and Bear overachieved his fourth and fifth round draft choices. Evan Bouchard's a top 10 pick, and he's playing like a top 10 pick. And Oilers fans should be stoked. Now, the most likely scenario is they'll get a one- or two-year bridge. And then he's going to hit the home run. Because if he plays a full season on Edmonton's power play with McDavid, Drysettle, and Nugent Hopkins in a 1-3-1, he is going to be minimum a 55-point player. Probably closer to 65 points. And I think we've all seen that. So thank you, Riley on hockey, for mentioning that. Uh, 12-27 in Edmonton. Lots to get to. Frank Cervalli, he was stirring the proverbial pot with a really interesting story about a conflict of interest with hiring practices. And I know some of you would probably shake your heads at, just like, you know, it's always interesting which political parties support various different things. And uh, we have an interesting story developing in Calgary as well. There is an announcement today involving the new arena in Calgary, and it does involve the premier, uh, Daniel Smith, who... uh, you know, I think, uh, well, I'd be really intrigued to see what sort of support uh, the uh, UCP puts behind the arena. That will be very uh, intriguing, to say the least. 1228 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. When we return, daily face-offs, Frank Cervalli for the horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. We remind you, opening day at Century Mile Racetrack is Saturday, May 6th. You'll be able to watch and wager on the Kentucky Derby. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Randy, up next, global news weather traffic update.